Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Honey Miner. Want to start mining but never had the technical skills or time? Honey Miner is the answer. Honey Miner is a one-click install mining software that downloads directly to your computer and earns you Bitcoin. No more writing scripts or configurations. Just download the desktop app and start mining immediately. What are you waiting for? Go to HoneyMiner.com and start earning Bitcoin while you sleep today. That's HoneyMiner.com, on Twitter at GetHoneyMiner, and Telegram at t.me backslash honeyminer. Hi, this is Marco Perum, and this is Rex. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu Betts. I am here with everybody again. Uh, Shocker! This is Marco Piraboom Take 2. Uh, 2.0. We have the great pleasure to have Marco Piraboom on for a second time. Um, In as many days. In as many days. <laughs> Here's what happened. Obviously, if you've if you started the show, you've heard the PSA. Um, don't drink in podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. We had a, a really great uh, ish forty minute conversation with Marco, and uh, our idiot selves didn't get to salvage a darn part. No, of it. it's it's not our. It's uh, a bunch of like, his no, chili. No, it's I feel his chili. I, I don't I, think so. I feel it's a group. We're, we're a team here. We win as a team. We lose as a team. <laughs> win as a team, lose as a team. So here we are. Marco, thank you for joining us yet again. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well. How about y'all? I think we're doing good. Um, I'm, I'm in my blue light for decred i uh did it in honor of you for your for, as uplighting for you today so i appreciate that that was really <laughs> wonderful that's right and um but so we're gonna get we're gonna get started here we're gonna do a lot of fun stuff tonight some things that we've never done before so um hopefully you'll enjoy those as well we've got a couple new segments but let's get right into it so marco tell us a little bit about how you got into crypto how you got into coding kind of what you're doing now and and uh, your whole journey so far oh man so you guys do know that i'm old so you're sitting here for the next 88 minutes uh listening to me <laughs> ranting and raving about code <laughs> <laughs> Old no, man so, curses that sky. Yeah, so so first we were the dinosaurs, uh, and, <laughs> and then when I was nine, my dad brought home a computer, and I started hacking on it. That's re- honestly where I did start. So my dad brought home a computer, and it was the best thing ever. So because I could make it do things that, um, you know, that that were interesting to me. So they did math, and I could hack on it. So as years went by, I you know I really got into it. Uh, started hacking pretty heavily uh, a couple of years later. So by the time I got to college, I was helping the professor teaching the class. So college was <laughs> kind of worthless, though. The student becomes the teacher. I did very early on. It was fun. So that's cool. So anyway, so then I uh, started doing a bunch of code in the open source arena. I always enjoyed that. Uh, I always liked sharing with people and you know get some feedback and all that kind of good stuff. So worked on Linux, worked on OpenBSD, worked uh, all kinds of stuff. I have my copyrights in so many different pieces of code. 
I mean, I'm liking the Perl source code and, I don't know, SSH, OpenBSD, you name it. I've, I've Xterm, all kinds of stuff. So anyway, it's so... It's the real deal. I have no yeah, idea what any of that meant. I'm sorry? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so those are Unix uh, utilities uh, that I've worked on um, in various forums. Anyway, so, but, um, but I've been doing this for quite a while. So, um, and then crypto really started when I was working at Dell. Uh, I worked there for a couple of years, and by a couple, I mean a bunch of years. And <laughs> I always helped out with the security portions of it. Um, so that is kind of how I rolled into crypto. So from then on, we, I started working on a thing called Cyphertite that was an online secure backup solution, really cool solution actually. But uh, it just didn't sell, so we had to uh, do something with that. So we shuttered that business, and I pivoted into cryptocurrencies. So, and then uh, a couple of years later, uh, we started hacking on Decred, and here we are. There you go. So, Very now, cool. I have a quick question. When, now, you, you use the term hacking. Um, I, I thought to myself the other day, I don't think I could describe that properly if somebody were to ask me to define it. You said you were nine, was it nine years old when you got your first computer? Well, I did not get my first computer. My dad brought one home that I got oh. to play with for a bit. And did you say you could hack from that computer? Sure. Well, really? no, so hacking means... I don't know what that means. <laughs> all right, so hacking really means you're uh, you're building something by yourself and making something. So it does not mean... Oh, so you're not necessarily else's breaking you're not into infil- somebody else's... Yeah, okay. Okay, I just assumed okay. you were infiltrating the CIA at the I end of the without the use of the internet? Uh, I did not. I was not tele- telepathically, you know, no, tapping okay. into the CIA feeds and all that. Do you remember the um, movie, like... with... You know, the Illuminati? That was not Do you happening. remember the, the movie War Games uh, with yes. Matthew Broadwick? Like, were you doing that kind of stuff? I was not. Okay. So modems were... Uh, so I, I grew up in the Netherlands, and uh, so you had to pay by the minute back then. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so getting a modem connection and sitting there doing stuff uh, would be prohibitively expensive. So um, I see. Could not afford that. Cool. So I would hack your system if I could afford it. Fair enough. By the minute. (laughs) That's funny. Um, So how did you, you know, you said open source kind of led you to the crypto game. What kind of drew you there um, as an interest other than, you know, just a natural progression? Well, so fascinated, obviously, by by cryptography. Always been, uh, always liked things as a kid. Also, you know, um, locks, picking locks, uh, safes, you know, that kind of stuff. Those were always very intriguing to me. So in cryptography was just the, you know, the digital version of that. So I kind of just always rolled into that as soon as I could. So once I had the programming chops to actually uh, understand it a little bit better, uh, I kind of rolled into it, uh, worked on it, and, uh, you know, and there was so much interest that I just kept doing things with it. And, you know, and one thing came to the next, and I actually professionally started doing this for a living. Very cool. So tell everybody kind of what exactly your role is now. So um, I am the Decred New Systems Development Lead. <clears throat> what that means, uh, so actually in Decred we really don't have titles, but we have, I assumed one because people ask this question. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm really a guy that hacks on stuff, uh, writes software every day, just like everyone else. But I do typically work on things that are uh, new, that, uh, that have not been done before. So, um, uh, so for example, what I'm working on right now is called Politeia, and that is the uh, Decred proposal system. Hmm. So it's more of like, a re- like an R&D portion of Decred? Is that what 
No, okay. not really R&D. So we already at that point have at least had a debate about what it sort of should look like. Okay. Uh, but then you got to take it from concepts to actually something that works. Gotcha. So if I have one skill, uh, that is that I can take a real-life idea and do a proof of concept typically pretty quickly so that we can at least prove the idea and see if it's going to work out or not. Yeah, I'm just an idea man. That's it. <laughs> I'm barely. Yeah, it turns out that executing is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. So tell everybody who may not be familiar with Decred, kind of about the project. Um, what makes it interesting? What makes it different from you know other things that are out there? I know um, it's one of our favorite coins here on on the podcast. We've talked about it a couple t- a couple different times here. Um, so tell people about Decred. So Decred is. Uh, digital autonomous money. That's typically the you know the short way we, we describe it. So what it really means is um, we have. Uh, so let me rewind a little bit. So history wise, so where Decred came from is uh, we are a bunch of old Bitcoin developers. We did a, a Bitcoin implementation in Go, um, and we saw some shortcomings with Bitcoin because of that. Um, and so from there, the idea was born of uh, you know doing something correcting I should say correcting some of those deficiencies that we saw in Bitcoin and the big one that we saw was really governance so stakeholders have uh, no stake uh, in in Bitcoin and we did not particularly enjoy that so what we wanted to be able to do is give the stakeholders a voice as well so what we did to do that is actually create a governance system and uh, and that governance system is what actually really sets Decred apart so, and, and the big deal about a governance system is it allows, first of all, the stakeholders to voice their opinions and do certain things and uh, vote on network upgrades. But the big thing that it does is it's, an, uh, it's a longevity game. So when we design Decred, we designed it to be around here, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now. And with good governance, you can have any feature you want, dash, dash, Chris Bernanski. <laughs> that's awesome um chamber you got it you got any questions about decred i know yeah. we were talking about it last week so again we all know maybe marco doesn't know but i'm not the most versed person uh in the cryptocurrency i'm you know i'm learning every day but i'm, I'm i have been in the in the space for less than a year we're coming up on a year by the way Congratulations. Uh, i know <laughs> A lot of bad decisions made this year. <laughs> but is Decred um, a fork of Bitcoin? So it is not. It is its own cryptocurrency written from the ground up. We do have some similarities because we did take <clears throat> that code that I was talking about a second ago uh, called mm-hmm. BTC Suite. Yep. And we basically took that code, we ripped out the uh, Bitcoin consensus portions uh in the Bitcoin specific things and we replace that with what essentially is Decred today. So um, Codebase uh, started the same but there is pretty much not a lot left over uh, to you know in similarities if you will. So in fact actually when we try to get listed on exchanges that's one of the issues we run into because we are sufficiently different that uh, people have to put more effort into it. Gotcha. In order to list you. Yes, or, you know, enable to run it. Um, so, uh, for example, I'm not going to actually uh, point out projects, but uh, most uh, altcoins are really Bitcoin plus one feature. Right. And that's really what they are. 
doing, right? So they, they create a niche uh, for themselves by, you know, implementing something that's interesting, but we didn't. We, we completely implemented, the, you know, the, our blockchain from scratch, and therefore we are sufficiently different in a little bit harder, you know, uh, for unfamiliar. Thing that kind of first drew me to Decred uh, was mining. That's how I got into it. Uh, that's how I found it. I was doing, you know, some Ethereum mining and some dual mining with Decred, and that's kind of how I, I had first found it. And um, the thing that I also found interesting was there's kind of like a hybrid proof of work, proof of stake uh, combo that you can do with Decred. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Actually, not kind of do. That's that's the way the coin is actually set up. So it is. A proof-of-work, proof-of-stake hybrid. I think we are the only one that does that right now. Um, I am not sure if... I've not seen another one I, I want to add. But um, but yes, so and what that does is actually... So we, we use all the wonderful things that are uh, proof-of-work, which we do like because it does give you know a bunch of really cool features. But we added a component to it, which is the proof-of-stake portion. And that gives us um, additional control over the proof of work guys. So if you take Bitcoin, Bitcoin is essentially um, run by the miners. So if it doesn't matter what anyone else says, <clears throat> what the miners decide is going to happen is essentially what's going to happen. So uh, so that said, we wanted to give the stakeholders a voice, and uh, and that is how we you know that's, so when we combine the two things, now basically the um, the stakeholders have veto power over the proof of work guys, over the miners. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. So that's kind of how your whole governance idea works, and that's what really makes it special. I think is that correct? Yeah. So the proof of stake portion is where the voting on chain happens, right? Mm -hmm. So so we have a permanent agenda, which is was the prior block valid? So um, so with that, um, we can basically beat a miner over the head if he's misbehaving, and, <laughs> and that is very. You know, it, it sounds trivial, but what that means, though, is if we invalidate a block uh, as stakeholders, we are essentially taking away the miner award. Turns out the miners do not love that. Right. So, yeah, if you're burning real energy and spending real money trying to, uh, you know, to figure out, you know, the proof of work puzzle, um, taking away their reward is that that's not something that they adore. So uh, that actually forces them into some behavior that is desirable, which is, you know, keep the network uh, up and running the way we, we intended it. That's awesome. Chamber, did you have any uh, more kind of questions that you had from the other day that you want to jump in? Uh, no, you know, we had mentioned on the last podcast uh, we were doing kind of a pump it or dump it uh, segment. And <laughs> I feel like I need to address it. Yes, you definitely do need to address it. You definitely do need to address it. So for anybody who didn't listen to this episode, the pump it or dump it was basically I was introducing coins to Cynthia and Chamber, and they were uh, basically deciding if they wanted to pump it, meaning they wanted to own it, or uh, dump it, meaning they didn't want anything to do with it. Chamber uh, had a little unpopular opinion to dump Decred, and uh, please talk about it. <laughs> so, Marco... The reason I chose to dump it was not because of the project itself. It was because of my um, shaky past in cryptocurrency purchases. Uh, to put it to put it to put it lightly, I felt that uh, the Decred project was specifically for people that knew cryptocurrency properly, um, the the OGs, if you will. And I and I made the uh, I made the comment that somebody that hold that holds Verge. I cannot see that same person also holding Decred. <laughs> so, 
I felt unworthy of Decred uh, in my portfolio. So that's why I dumped it. It was it was a me problem, not not a Decred problem. It's, it's not, not you, you, it's me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really was. But we are really still going to break up, right? No, no, I'm still I feel like I'm going to get a bag. Uh, we have, uh, yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, wait, we already have a bag. Well, we have one. Yes, we have, we have one. one as a. We have I one personally a don't have one yet, but so, I'm gonna check. But he holds one by proxy because we have some decred in the rect index. I like it. Yes. So anyway, um, thank you for sharing that and kind of what you're doing with decred. Um, now, do you? Are you like a? investor in crypto otherwise or uh you know how how do you it's, does that become a conflict of interest how does that work you know with you so um i am a bit of a skeptic so i uh, <laughs> no it's it's honestly true so <clears throat> i i have obviously dealt with bitcoin quite a bit so i um i will admit that i have some of that mm-hmm. um but that is really it for me. So um, Decred is where my passion lies. Uh, I really think that Decred is going to be around in the future. Uh, and inherent to that, that is uh, where I uh, where I play. That's pretty, That's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, we, so weren't we weren't sure about sure that last time. So, so I definitely wanted, wanted, to wanted to ask you, you know, kind of, um, you know, coming from, from a little different, different angle than, than like kind of our normal guests. guests. And typically we're having we're on, on, you know, you traders know, or investors or things, things like that. that. So, um, you know, this you know, is this a little bit of a new angle for us. So we appreciate that as well. Now, that being said, do you have any possible wreck stories? Have you have you gotten wrecked like we have? Well, so I just got wrecked in my kitchen, man. So let me tell you about what just happened. <laughs> I am cooking a pretty awesome hanger steak. So in, an, in order to do a you know a hanger steak properly, you need to make some chimichurri. So here I am beating the crap out of some cilantro and um, and garlic in my little you know uh, cutter thing, and that whole thing explodes on me. So oh, no. yeah, I was covered in garlic and cilantro. So I got wrecked like 10 minutes ago. I'm still not over it. <laughs> but you smell, smell delicious. delicious. <laughs> I, say, I think I can smell the garlic through the Google Hangout. Now that you oh, man. You just, yeah, but it's not going to be great in 10 minutes, though. <laughs> That's, That's so, so funny. funny. Awesome, awesome, man. So um, we're gonna we're gonna do some some other segments here. Uh, hopefully, you'll be able to play along with us and give us your input on some other stuff. But for now, let's get to the news. The news. What's Cynthia, by the way? Um, Cynthia is now having her own technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so she, she'll be back at some point, I think. Um, but Chamber, start us off. All right. So big news here. Uh, the Wall Street Journal. Um, Never heard of it. No. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they're, apparently they're a big deal. Uh, Bitcoin. Uh, so the headline here is Bitcoin price manipulated by cryptocurrency trading bots. Um, the article goes Shocking. on to say, uh, Shocking. B- yeah, I know, <laughs> no doubt, right? So, uh, bots that manipulated Bitcoin price are not new. Uh, they aren't going to, or they're not going away, according to the Wall Street Journal. The problem continues to draw, uh, continues to draw regulatory scrutiny, uh, as it was cited by the SEC when it rejected several Bitcoin ETFs in its uh, August applications. So, you know, I think this is something we're all used to. We're all used to seeing those, uh, the BART charts on, uh, on TradingView. Well, so, so but, but man, this, this immediately begs the question, uh, begs the question. Uh, so what about HFTs? Mm-hmm. 
So, um, last time I checked, those were bots. Yep. Yep. Uh, doing millisecond, milli microsecond level trades. So, uh, man. So, hang on. I, I'm gonna have to yawn here for eight minutes. As I <laughs> <laughs> So, so not, not exciting, exciting news, news. clearly. I, I find I, it incredibly boring and yeah, whatever. I think nice. it's well, I think, well, I think it's, it's something, something that we see we're, we're seeing more and more of, I think. I mean, I, mean, I, I probably, probably saw, saw a couple, couple tweets, tweets about, about it literally today about people seeing bots in, you know, in the order books and things like that. I don't think it's going away ever probably because No, it's definitely not going away. Well, I think the 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 larger the market cap gets, the less effect bots have. Oh, absolutely. So, and also, right? with, same with HFT, right? HFT right. is actually at this point no longer effective anymore, right? So the exactly. only thing you get to do is uh, manipulate the market. Although I honestly thought we were going to talk about Shapeshift with oh. the Wall Street Journal. So that is a much more controversial and an interesting story than uh, the bots. Yeah. Want to give us a little rundown? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll bring it up while we're talking about it. Okay, so um, Wall Street Journal did a piece with uh, Eric Voorhees and um, man, I feel the need to pronounce his name properly because it's a Dutch name and here I am. Um, <laughs> you definitely have to you have to come come through for your Dutch I have to come clean, right? So it's Eric Voorhees mm. is oh. how it actually would be pronounced. So that's it. Um, so but they worked allegedly with the Wall Street Journal for them to write an article and then at the last second uh, allegedly they changed the story around uh, and it was pretty negative. So Wall Street Journal changed it. Yes, uh, you know, so that's the story, right? So I think we need to sift through the rubble here and find out. You know, everybody needs to figure out for themselves what it really means. But um, my knee-jerk reaction was like, okay, so the Wall Street Journal is being um, the Wall Street Journal and doing you know Wall Street things, and uh, so I, I had a you know pretty negative reaction to that. Thing is like whatever, man. Who gives a shit what those guys say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> agreed. I, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, so I'm looking at this, this now, now, trying, trying to, to uh, and I, I see Shapeshift CEO Eric Voorhees refutes the Wall Street Journal reports of dirty money from Coin Telegraph. Um, so, so I'll tell yeah. you about dirty money. Can we arrest somebody uh, for 0809 in the United States? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fault comes to mind. Yeah, fault comes to mind. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yes, again, I Marco. love it. Yeah, baby. Um, but yeah, so that's an that's an interesting story. We we'll definitely link that um, because I actually missed this story because I was probably doing degenerate things. But yeah, you, you were making chili. Yeah, making chili. Making chili. I, I got the chili made. I got the chili made for me. I just ate it and spilled it all over my carpets. <laughs> Um, it was, uh, I don't know if either of you guys watched The Office, um, but there's oh, the man, one episode, there's the one episode where Kevin comes in and he's making it, he does it, the annual making of his chili and he walks into the office. I feel like you could do a good Kevin impression. <laughs> with the huge, with the huge vat of chili and he just trips over himself and spills it all over the floor. And that was me the other day. <laughs> anyway, so my article here is nothing new but whenever um you know the government is saying things about crypto regulations it's interesting to see so cryptocurrency is here to stay the cftc chairman john carlos says so um he's a fucking hero he is he is he's a fucking hero he is a hero so 
um, here's here's something that he said on our favorite public our favorite uh, broadcast CNBC's Fast Money. He said that Bitcoin is a commodity, but how do you characterize the rest? Um, so he's kind of talking here about what he thinks should happen. He says, "I personally think cryptocurrencies are here to stay. I think there's a future for them. I'm not sure how they ever come to rival the dollar or any other hard currencies, but there's a whole section of the world that is really hungry for functioning currencies that can't find uh, that they can't find in their local currencies. There's about 140 countries in the world, and every one of them has a currency. Probably two thirds are not worth the polymer or the paper they're written on, and those parts of the world rely on hard." currencies, Bitcoin or another currency may solve these problems. So I think it's kind of really cool to see how he takes this whole commodity type aspect and view towards it um, as opposed to, you know, what some of these other regulators are saying about, you know, securities and ICOs and all that stuff. Um, You got any thoughts on that, Marco? Oh, I do, man. So honestly, I think that is um, literally the most sane, most based in reality approach that you can have. So, and that's why I was saying the guy's a hero. It's, it's so he is not making the the you know cryptocurrency nut jobs uh, lofty goals like we you know we're gonna have Lambos for everybody, but we, he is saying okay, this is here to stay. This is real. This is needed, uh, and you know we just don't know where the chips are going to land. And that is you know. I literally share that opinion with them. That that is exactly how I view the world. So cryptocurrencies are important. They are here to stay. They are going to play a very important role in society and, and in what money means. Um, and again, it's it's a pragmatic. This is something that you know. If the government runs with this, we are we are going to be great. We're going to be doing just fine in, in the cryptocurrency. Yeah, so that was it for our news stories, but I did want to bring something up that I saw on your Twitter from the last time we spoke. So um, what have you been up to the last couple days? So yesterday I um, went to an event. Um, what is it? The Austin, it's Austin Blockchain Month right now. And it coincided um, with a, um, what do you call that? And I still forget the name. It was. Uh, startup week that's what it is so those two are coinciding and so it's a big deal in in, in Austin there's all kinds of things going on but we kicked it off um, with a uh, with a session that was called uh, three blockchain projects that uh, are not ethereum and Bitcoin that's what the uh, the name of the thing the the presentation was so uh, yeah it was pretty cool actually so and I was there with uh, Jared from Digibyte and Alex from NEM and um, and we basically debated, you know, so we presented for about 15 minutes each what the, you know, the projects were about and what was different about them and, you know, why they were not Ethereum and, um, uh, and, and Bitcoin. So, um, so after the presentation, uh, I, ran, I had to run off, you know, get into a car, um, race off to UT Austin. So, you know, University of Texas, go Horns. Hook had em. to do that. Yep, <laughs> hook them. So, uh, and I was invited there to um, to do a, a a symposium, so a guest session and teach some blockchain stuff. So what I did on Sunday is I actually wrote a mini blockchain to present uh, during that session, and it was really cool to you know just write something real simple and actually show the kids that it was you know not as intimidating as a lot of folks uh, you know make it out to be. 
So, and as an added bonus, after I wrote that, you know, mini blockchain in about, I want to say about 70 or 80 lines of code. So then I also did a, um, a, you know, a mining portion on top of it. So you could actually see what mining looks like uh, mm -hmm. in the real world as well. Wow, that's, wow, pretty, that's pretty cool. cool. So, so <laughs> it's that easy that to easy do, to huh? Do, huh? <laughs> well, it's at the very bottom, the technology is really not that complicated, right? So it's all about putting relatively simple ideas together uh, in, in doing something very complex. Now, a real blockchain, this is where we got to be real careful. So um, doing a bunch of decentralized network stuff, that's hard. That's super, super hard. And that's where a lot of the code is at. Uh, Dealing with millions and millions of things like transactions, that is hard, right? So, but at the very bottom, the technology is not, you know, that crazy. Very interesting. That's cool. So, yeah, I definitely, I saw that on your Twitter from, uh, that you did that since the last time we spoke. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain about that a little bit. But, so that's going to do it for us for the news and uh, what's Marco been doing. So we're going to try a new segment that we've never done before. Uh, we are big into, you know, movies, entertainment, uh, TV shows here. And I think you are as well, Marco. So uh, we're going to play a little game where we are going to cast the crypto movie and the oscar goes to leonardo dicaprio chamber i mean you can't have a crypto movie without the one or multiple satoshi nakamoto's <laughs> that's correct so who do you got i don't know i think you got to go with an ensemble i think you go you know, it didn't get a lot. It didn't get rave reviews when it came out, but when they rebooted Ghostbusters, uh, I think we 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 r rise them from the ashes of the Ghostbuster re <laughs> reboot and and recast all four gals from 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 Ghostbusters to play Satoshi. I, I love that actually. I, you know what? I'll 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 come out and I'll say it. I laugh my ass off at that movie. Beer <laughs> may have had something to do with it, but I really had a good time. That's awesome. So, and that would go with the uh, Cynthia's T-shirt that says Satoshi is female. So, I think she would approve of that one as well. Um, what about like if you're going ensembles, you could do the entire cast of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, they could be literally every single one of them. Uh, oh man! Marco, so, you, if, if you're gonna go do that, then we're gonna do the Tarantino movie, and I forget the name. Um, the of course Samuel L. Jackson is in it, but um, the one that they are. Oh my gosh! They they shot it with that really wide lens camera thing. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, oh my gosh! The, it was the, the it was the old West, West one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. With, oh my gosh! That movie was so painful to watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it would kind of you know uh, the slow build up would make sense to it. I need I need to look this up on the Google's and the, the Google needs to tell me what it's called. <laughs> what is that movie? Come on, guys, help me out. I know it's on the tip of my tongue. I feel like it's like. Uh, Mm. I'm bad something at this. I'm not gonna get it. So <laughs> the hateful eight. The hateful eight. Oh, the hateful eight. I heard that was terrible. I never. Saw oh, that. I it was quite good. No, I mean, it was I'm a, very good. Yeah, oh, no, I'm a big right. Tarantino fan though too. I'm with you on that one. Me too, typically. Um, no, so but that actually, what I actually liked about that movie that I think would make sense for your crypto movie is that is the slow moving pace, which is developing code, uh, you know, in in the blockchain space, and it's just hard, and there's a lot of people angry at one another, and they may or may not shoot one another. It's, <laughs> it's kind of perfect. I, I like it. it. I, like I like it a lot. lot. So, so awesome. awesome. All right, so, so we've got, got Satoshi. Satoshi. 
Let's move on to Roger Fair. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> oh, I know the perfect guy. Go ahead. Oh, I, I cannot get his name. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm, uh, I'm doing not good. The guy from uh, The Rock. The Rock. Oh, are we talking about, like, uh... uh <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody is sucking it today. Oh Nicholas God. Cage. Oh, Nicholas Nick- Cage. Ooh, actually, I like that. Oh, I like that. I had a different one written down. How here. am I not in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Would, is that your Nicholas Cage impression? That's uh, as close as it gets, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't hate it, I got to tell you. What, The Rock? Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, so let me tell you my Nicholas Cage story. Oh, this okay. is important. There, there's, there's something here. So, <laughs> the very first encounter I had with Nicolas Cage was The Rock, which was not a shit movie. It was fun. I, oh, good movie. Yeah, well, good. Mm, all right, not sure I want to go that right. far, but it was it super entertaining, right? And it, you know, I, I made it through. So at that point, I thought that Nicolas Cage was pretty fucking awesome. And then I saw some other movies. And, <laughs> And he's uh, terrible. National Treasure <laughs> 1 and 2. You know what? That is the other movie I actually did not hate. No, I like that. But, I, you know. Literally every other fucking movie that that guy was in is garbage. And that is me being very generous about his movies. That's I mean, pretty funny. I do like one Nicolas Cage movie. Um, it's the one where he's the con man, Matchstick Men. Oh, yeah. That? No, didn't do it for me. Yeah, I like that one. Um, all right. Well, I have written down here. Um, James McAvoy. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. Help me out. So James McAvoy was in the movie called Split. Did you see that one? So it was about him having multiple personalities, and I think this fits well for Roger Ver because, you know, he goes from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash. He's the good guy and the evil guy at the same time, and he kind of looks like James McAvoy, so yep. I think that's what we're going with. I agree with that one. For, for Roger Ver. Classic then, M. Night Shyamalan movie, by the way. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Apparently there's a sequel or something that I'm not really sure about. But um, And then so we got Roger Ver could either be Nicolas Cage or James McAvoy. And uh, we'll go with that. Now, how about Charlie Lee? Oh, man. I think Charlie I got a good one for Charlie. Who, who you got? Uh, uh, Ken Jeong. Uh, Ken Jeong is, is the guy who played the uh, bad guy in The Hangover. Um, he was also in Community. He was the teacher in Community. And I think they pretty much look exactly like. I think Charlie, uh, Ken Jeong might be a little older than Charlie. But uh, I think that plays. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so that's a bit of a clown, right? So, and I really don't think that. Um, yeah, Charlie Lee is a clown. I really love Charlie Lee, actually. So who you got? I, I, who you got? I, I, of course I cannot remember the name. Of course. No, that's fair. <laughs> so I was going to go with that really super badass guy uh, that does a lot of kung fu movies. And he's super awesome. Uh, Jet Li? Jet Li, yes. That's the one nice. I was thinking. Okay. All right, I like Jet Li. We can see that. Charlie right. Lee, Jet Li. Chamber. Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think of that. I just thought about the badassness that is I think, Jet I think Li. the spelling's different. Yes, I think they are. Uh, Chamber, I'm going to let you run with this next one. Mr. John McAfee. All right. I think Mr. John McAfee, and it might be generous with my call here, but I think Mr. John McAfee would be played exceptionally well by Sean Penn. I think they look pretty, I think old Sean Penn looks very much like uh, John McAfee. Get, uh, get fast times out of your head. Can I go left field on you guys? You sure can. Uma Thurman. Love it. 
It's a Tarantino-based movie again. <laughs> she is yeah, the the you know the scene she did when um, you know in Pulp Fiction in Pulp where Fiction, she was yeah. ODing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. See, I think that goes right along with the basalts. <laughs> I think you're I think totally, you're totally right, right, and I'm I'm, I'm loving, loving that, that play. play. Um, what about what like about, all right? Maybe maybe, maybe you got to go a little younger, younger for McAfee here, but I feel like Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp could probably, probably do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, is well, it Johnny? Know, I, 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 I think Johnny Depp is. I mean, how about Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt does serious crazy. Yeah, he would he be does. good too. But isn't Johnny Depp actually? Isn't Johnny Depp actually playing McAfee in a movie? Oh, I think oh, we I think did talk to him about this, actually. <laughs> I, think that is, I think he is. Um, yeah. So that would be good, I guess. All right, here's, here's one. Marco, we're going to let you... We have, we have one for this written down. We're going we're gonna to let you go first. Who would play Marco Piribu? Oh, man. Um, the Rock. <laughs> to match my physique. <laughs> so I, I think I'm literally half, you know, the height of The Rock. <laughs> so you'd be the top half. Man, he is such a giant fucking dude. Yeah, he yeah, sure he is. is. Um, man. Um, Sean Connery. Oh, that's Ooh, a good one. I like that one. See, I went, uh, I'm thinking more like um, um, Leonardo DiCaprio from oh, The Revenant. Yeah. Yes. yes, the Revenant, Revenant Leo. Leo. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned The Rock. I was uh, I was telling a bunch of before. My my daughter and I have been watching the new Jumanji movie a lot lately. That movie is funny as shit. It's very good. It's a very solid movie. Um, so I look like the love child of Jack Black and the, and the Rock. Okay, so I'm I'm about six foot four, uh, you know, about two hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> But the physique of a Jack Black. I see. Right. So I, I can I continually ask my daughter. I said, "Who does Daddy look more like? Does he look more like The Rock or like Jack Black?" And she always says Jack Black. So That's yeah, so they are. Um, all right, and then last uh, we got two more here. Carlos Matos. Oh man, you know what? Carlos Matos should be played by Carlos Matos. Hey, that guy. <laughs> no, he needs to make some cash back, right? Because you know he got obviously. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Come on, man. That is literally the best meme in crypto, and I, I promise you, everybody I like the ones in the crypto with the lasers would love to have him to do some some videos. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, but uh, we, we, we went, went with the obvious, obvious one because, because he was played, played on him, on the John, John Oliver show by him. him. Uh, Keegan-Michael Keegan Key oh, or Carlos Matos. Matos. That dude uh, is one of my favorite fucking actors on the planet. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's great. great. He's uh, He does a lot of great impressions, obviously, with that. And then Key and Peele's awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, when he did the whole Obama thing, what is the anger translator? Man, he is awesome. My Luther. favorite one was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Luther. Yeah, Drax them Sclowns? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that guy's so awesome. That's, That's funny. All right, right, and then we got, we got two more, more here. here. Chamber, Chamber, who would play, who would play you? you? Do I get, Do I get to say? say? Uh, not the. Ro- are, we, are we going with The Rock? I think that no, was the we're consensus, not going right? with The Rock. We're not going with Jack Black. All right. I'm going with, and we're going to post a picture of you next to this person tomorrow, David Cross from Arrested Development. and I blew myself. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. I got nothing to add. You've won this round. I do. I am a never nude. And I do cry. And I do sob in the shower a lot. <laughs> me, me too. Um, all, right, all right. Who, who would, would play, play me? me? 
And then mm. I'll write that one up. How about dumb? <laughs> dumb. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go with another cel- crypto celebrity. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Chamber, did we lose you? I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah. So who would play me? I don't know. I, I like, um, hmm, I don't know. You're a handsome devil. Thank I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> maybe like a, maybe like a, a, who would be good for you? Um, I know Cynthia mentioned Will Ferrell, but I'm not seeing it. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think I look, look like, like Will Ferrell. No. I mean, maybe the comedic chops are there. Yeah, but, maybe, uh, maybe. but I would say visually, uh, I think visually you would look more like uh, maybe like a Ryan Seacrest. Oh, I can go with that. Oh my God. I'm on board with Ryan Seacrest. That's perfect. Right. Bunch, Bunch you out. out. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, all right so, so that, that was, was cast, cast the crypto, crypto movie. movie. We, we can, can actually, actually, you know, yeah, we can we do can this again and just add more characters as we keep going. So I, I got to ask though. So even though she is kind of went missing in action, we need oh, to yes. cast Cynthia. What did we? Uh, so uh, what did she say? Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah, that was. That was was Cynthia. She She said, said, that's that's the celebrity celebrity she gets gets told that she looks looks like all the time. time. So Lisa Lisa Marie Presley Presley for Cynthia. Okay. I I got no arguments there. That's actually pretty pretty accurate, I guess. All right. We're We're moving on. We're moving on. Another new segment. Chamber. Another chamber idea here. So this segment is called No FOMO. Warning. Do not enter this game if you're under 18 years old. Bro. <laughs> Chamber, let's, let's get, get it going. going. All right, Explain this is more segment. of the, this is what this is what we want to kind of you know give back to the community. A lot of people, you know, we've been in a down market for a long time, and you know, over the last week, two weeks, we've had we've seen some some pumps. You know, we saw the Ripple pump. Um, you know, over the weekend, you had the uh, OCN pump uh, up a little bit. So we want to just kind of tell you some some coins and some tokens that uh, are are maybe. Uh, looking like you want to get into, but probably shouldn't, just because uh, they'll probably kind of peter out after a little bit. So uh, I mentioned OCN. Uh, OCN got up to about 250 Satoshis and then dropped down to about 160, 150. Um, so hopefully you didn't buy at the top there. Uh, some of the other ones that are kind of pumping right now, Verge. Obviously, we're, we're not huge Verge people. Are you Joe? Are you uh, Marco? You're not a big Verge fan, or so I, I have a somewhat non-conforming um, opinion on Verge. So Verge did something with Pornhub that I think a lot of folks are kind of jealous of, and they are um, not really talking about it, right? So they, when they signed that partnership, and Verge was all over Pornhub and all over the news for a couple of days. Every cryptocurrency wanted to be Verge, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone, everybody really wanted to be Vergina, as that, as it were, you know, <laughs> at that point. So, um, so I think they pulled off some, you know, some pretty good, um, you know, publicity. I'm not sure it has translated, but you know, good for them. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point. We, well, I mean, we talk about it all the time just because of it, so it stays relevant because of it. Right, and it does. And, and it, you know what, it was funny, and it was, you know, relatively well executed. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and All right, and then um, a couple other ones here, Chamber, that you, you didn't mention um, that we always are now telling people, don't be us, don't buy the tops. Uh, so a couple more here. 
Eternal token was up 88% today. So maybe uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. ETN, Electronium, uh, and then our old friend BCH was up 20. Uh, Bitcoin Cash was up 20% today. So um, just be careful out there. Market by Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> you would. <Yeah. laughs> so just a so that's our new segment. This is going to be our you know public service announcement to give back to you guys. Tell you what's pumping and maybe uh, steer clear of buying tops on those. Yeah, then, just take a breather before you make that that market buy. You know, think about it. That's right. Or a Marco buy. Or, or don'ts. Yeah, right. Just don't. Uh, the only, the only, you should be doing a Marco buy. For yeah, sure. just yeah, follow it. Marco buys are you don't. <laughs> awesome. So one last segment here. We're going back to the well with rapid fire. All right, Marco. So these are some non-crypto related questions for you. I'm ready. What is? We just were talking about movies. What is your favorite movie? Pulp Fiction, hands down. Pulp Fiction. Chamber? Agree 100%. It's definitely one of the best movies. Yeah. Maybe of all time. It's a a fantastic movie. Um, All right. Next question here. Marco, I saw on your Twitter here that, and we talked a little bit about it earlier, you seem to be a, a big cooker. I cook. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, so what, what is, is two-part two part question, question. what is your favorite comfort food and what is your favorite food to cook um uh, comfort food probably brisket Ooh, i'm with you on that or um or collard greens those are my comforts that's like a southern thing i've never had a collard green before oh man i make a mean collard green i'm coming to see uh, it takes six I'm hours but visit super, <laughs> road super trip <laughs> Texas road trip. Oh, yeah. Y'all welcome. No, I actually did it the other day because I went to the farmer's market and I saw some collard greens and I walked by it and then I walked by it again. I was like, fuck it. I'm doing collard greens in, you know, in the fall. A bit too early, but so I did it. And they're just fantastic. I mean, we're coming down to Texas to get some brisket and collard greens. I can handle that. It will then be rectus. <laughs> no longer Texas. Rectus, <laughs> right. I like it. Yep. So we. All right. So we're going from food to television. Uh, do you have a favorite TV show? So um, if it's not on Netflix, it doesn't exist. Yeah, pretty much with me too. I, I don't have TV. I, I cannot handle ads at all. Um, I'm with you. <laughs> no, just I just can't. I got shit to do. Uh, so if the show is 22 minutes, it should take me about 22 minutes to watch it, and not right. you know yeah, anything <laughs> above that. So. Man, so all the TV shows that I know and like are dated. Um, That's okay. That's okay. Arrested Development is probably my favorite comedy of all time. Oh. Okay, good. So you got the David Cross. Oh, I no, I loved it. I was <laughs> I was done with that entire debate right there. It's one of my it's perfect. So the only thing, and by the way, I, I know the, the the folks that you know are listening to this cannot see it, but there's a bit of a blue glow going on here, and he looks like David Cross. And he was I doing did. the Blue Man. It's perfect. <laughs> That's so funny. So, all right. So, yeah, Arrested Development's an all-timer for me, too. I watch it over and over and over. Um, okay. The Office? Can I, can I, can I plug that? Um, Parks and Rec? Yeah, I got to get back into Parks and Rec. Somebody was just telling me, you know. I got a hot take for you. I, got, I think Parks and Rec is better than the American Office. Wow. That is a Not as good as the British Office, though. Man, so I, I'm going to – so. Let me tell you one Parks and Rec story. Um, 
So, kind of a wrecked story, really. So they did the episode. Parks and wrecked. <laughs> Love it. So what happened was is, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, destroy that show for anybody, but uh, they introduced Sebastian. Oh. That little horse. Yeah, little Sebastian. Yeah, so, and they did the the take where um, they, so that was literally the first thing, and and they did it in the the toss, right, right before the show starts. Mm -hmm. And then basically what they said is, so Leslie uh, Nope brought in... uh, Little Sebastian, and the only thing that you saw was people were running, running, you know, getting off their chairs and just running to go see that horse. And I swear I laughed for days and giggled (laughs) in random moments because of that scene. And my wife actually had to check on me to see if I was alive because I was making (laughs) such weird noises when I actually saw that live. And man, to this day, if I think back at that thing, I start giggling. I'm with you. I think well, Parks and Rec has the, some of the best secondary characters, like John Ralphio. Oh and, yeah, and Jam. Remember yeah, Jam? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god, that show is so freaking hilarious. But, but yeah. again, I mean, we gotta you know give some props to the Office as well, right? With, with of course, of course. With shoot and what was his name? And do you remember the? Um, oh my gosh, that episode. Another one that I giggled for days. Um, what is that guy called? Shoot, right? The yeah, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight Schrute. Schrute. Yeah, Dwight Schrute. Yeah. So he when they did a Christmas episode and he was hiding in oh a my God. in a what was it in a um, gosh what is it a, a snowman? Yeah, that's <laughs> he, right. yeah, 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 yeah. That was another one of those moments that I basically laughed for days after seeing that. That was just I like uh, the Christmas one where he plays Belschnickel. Right. And, he, and he goes around and telling people if they're impish or admirable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should make that. We should make a segment, segment where we talk about. I was about to suggest called, that. Yeah, yeah talk, called impish or admirable. I like it. Instead of pump or dumb. <laughs> All right, we got two more questions here for you. What's your favorite superhero? Oh man. Um. So this is a hard one. So it's probably Spider-Man because with Ooh. with you know with great Spider-Man comes great Spider-Man. <laughs> That's a fact. That is a fact, and that may actually be my my actually favorite uh, saying in the world. Ch- Chamber, what was yours? Um, I'm not a big superhero guy. Yeah, I think Deadpool, maybe. Oh, that's right. You did say Deadpool. I think that's like my. Yeah, I I enjoy I enjoy Deadpool. Well, so so as a kid, I really read up on Spider Man uh, and Wolverine. Those were my two favorites, really. Was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, So I have uh, Saber Tooth One uh, as a comic book. Uh, That's that's Wolverine's uh, brother. Oh. oh yeah, never never read that. I, I, again, I'm old. It's in my collection. I got a little collection. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the record, Wolverine, Wolverine is Canadian. I don't know if you knew that or not. I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, we did yeah. know that. Of course, I knew that. So he's I Canadian, did. eh? That's yeah, right. He is Canadian, eh? Uh, Chambers' real favorite superhero is Tim Horton. Yeah. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Harrison Phillip. Yeah. No, right. no, Harrison Phillip. Yeah. I wish my mouth moved like that. Yeah. Sorry, matter. sorry. So, uh, you know, I, I, I kid, but I actually really do love Canada. I really honestly How can you do. not? But I, I cannot help myself making fun of your boats. Uh, your uh, boots? boots? No, they uh, say yeah. boats. It's not, it's not a boot. It's a boat. A boat. Listen here. Chamber, right. give us an a boot. I don't have any, uh, any a boot uh, or boats. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you sound so Canadian. You have no idea. <laughs> do I have? I don't think I do. Oh, you do. (laughs) Just like I sound Dutch, you sound Canadian. All right, I'll take it. All right, last one. You hosers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know that. I just learned that one. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, that's a, that's one. Yeah. Um, all right, Marco. Last one here. What would be your weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse? Oh man. Okay. So this is this is actually very important to me in life. Um, See. All right. Nailed it. No. This this is this, no, honestly. So um, I measure every structure in in the world on the zombie apocalypse, right? So if I am shopping for a house. I need to be able to defend it in the zombie apocalypse. That's literally how I, you know, I look at things. I so that it. said, um, I may own a sword that I may have bought at a uh, rent fair that is actually a real sword that you know you could do some real damage with. So I'm going to go with a two-handed sword. Two-handed sword for the zombie apocalypse. I like it. I like it. Um, you don't run out of bullets either. What's that? Oh, you don't run out of bullets. No, that is very true, because I, I don't think the gun is as useful. I think uh, last time we, we asked this question, Chamber used, like, the like the old-school bat with the, you know, nails and stuff coming out of it. He was he was in the same boat where uh, he didn't want anything he had to reload, so... Yeah, no, so, but, but swords are handy. Uh, so, actually, this sword that I, that I bought... Um, Actually came with a dagger as well, so if it actually gets close hand-to-hand combat, I can stab him in the brain with that. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So that does it for our segments. Uh, we appreciate you coming on so much, and not only once, coming on twice to do this with us. We've had so many dang technical difficulties recording this. Um, we are very, very appreciative of your time. Um, so I want to give you just a couple more minutes to talk about anything that you want to talk about. Where can people find you? Um, what are you going to be involved in coming up soon? And uh, uh, give the people some some insight. All right. So the first thing I want to mention is the Texas Bitcoin Conference. So Decred is going to have a pretty large, um, uh, you know, so we, we're a platinum sponsor. So we're going to have a lot of folks doing Decred things. So if you want to learn more about Decred, and actually, um, i got to plug my city here too. So I live in Austin, Texas. It's home to over 120-some uh, Bitcoin projects. So there's a lot of activity down here. Wow. So if you want to uh, visit one of the coolest towns in you know in the United States and learn about crypto you know cryptocurrencies and all that kind of good stuff, um, this is a great town to come to. So that said, come to the Texas Bitcoin Conference. Uh, come visit October 27, 28, um, and we're gonna go be there. Awesome, that's you, pretty cool. So and the thing that we really want people to do with DCR time is take it and uh, make it uh, scalable. So when I initially hacked it up, it was not scalable, I just wrote it with the local database. So essentially we just need somebody to show it up and you know, make it really, really big and scalable. So that is going to be the hackathon, up to $5,000 in, uh, in decreds to be won. So there is a pretty substantial uh, you know, amount of decred you know, to be won if you partake and, and win the challenge. So cool stuff going on here. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Can you uh, send us, is there like a link or something to that that we can put out? So not yet, but if you go, uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Marco Peerboom, one word, no underscores, no spaces, uh, you can, uh, I will actually link to it probably tomorrow because I wrote the text yesterday and today and then I think we put up some final polish on it. So we put the rules up and, and I'm, I'm, I will drop this like in the next day or so. Cool. cool. So, so as soon as you do that, we will also send it out because we definitely want people to be involved in that for you. And um, yeah, that's awesome. So again, uh, anything else you want to mention? Anywhere else people can find you? 
so decred.org, that is where you can find most information about decred. Um, and slack.decred.org, that is how you can sign up and actually get in our Slack channel and come talk to us. So we're pretty accessible. Uh, so, you know, if you have any questions, just, you know, hit us up. Awesome. Uh, Marco, again, can't thank you enough for taking all this time out for us um, because we were clearly a technical dumpster fire. Uh, so <laughs> we, uh, we appreciate it, man. So thank you so much. Everybody else out there, uh, thanks for listening. Give us a rate on iTunes, five-star review. Um, tell, us, uh, tell us who you would cast in the crypto movie. Um, and join our, join our Telegram channel, t.me slash rec underscore podcast and follow us on twitter at wrecked underscore podcast and until next time don't get wrecked and that is financial advice <laughs>